morning. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord somehow just woke me up this morning and uh, I guess will have me continue on the sessions I've been looking at uh, the principle of God's judgment. Yesterday we began to deal with the concept of the judgment of the house of Eli. Right, I'm just quickly posting this on Facebook to know that we are live streaming okay. Right, yesterday we began to deal with the concept of uh, um, Eli, the judgment of the house of Eli. And there are a few things I quickly want to highlight this morning. Just a few things I really want to highlight this morning. To, in fact, further lay a, um, a foundation, if you will, with regards to uh, um, the emphasis of the Spirit of God for the seasons we live in. We know that we are in a day where uh, God is highlighting and, and bringing to view, all right, some of the... Uh, um, you know, false order and false ministry, if you will, or false representation, okay, that have almost, you know, destroy and malign his name within the nations, all right? I believe now God is reclaiming, God is taking back his house, he's, 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 he's bringing us to a day of deliverance, he's bringing us to a place of newness, he's bringing us to a place of truth god is bringing us to a place of deliverance and 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 that is you know highlighting on various levels on various ground and therefore i believe that one of the things that we need to have in terms of understanding is a prophetic insight a prophetic understanding and a prophetic revelation so that we are not you know uh, uh we are not confused about the nature of what is happening. We are in a day of divine judgment, and this judgment is playing out on various levels, on various, you know, a uh, uh, sphere of human existence. But one of the things that I quickly want to, you know, share with us this morning is that this judgment that we are talking about, in fact, that is already manifesting, is not something that is just limited or unique to uh, individuals. We're talking about a judgment of an entire system. God is judging a system of operation in the earth. And I think this is very important. This is critical that we understand this. That God is not judging individual sins. God is judging the system that drives these individuals. God is judging around the, 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 the very values, the philosophy, the, the, the understanding that propels people to, to, you know, to, to embrace certain you know, of values of, ex, of of existence outside the principle, outside the standard, all right, of his of of his of his word, and therefore we are going to be seeing you know more of this. Like I said yesterday, what we are seeing is not just peculiar to the church. We're seeing God judge even political system, all right. But it will take people who with sight, with understanding, to actually read the handwriting on the wall, and therefore. Once again, I really want to highlight some few points this morning. This morning, I'm not going to take, you know, uh, uh, much of our time. I'm hoping to spend, you know, 30 minutes, there about 40, 30 minutes, just to quickly, you know, highlight some points to us. But I quickly want to read uh, uh, um, some, you know, um, highlight from my note. Then I'll go to some concept that I felt the Lord will have me share with us this morning. Uh, please share the link. Uh, if you're watching, please share the link. Uh, let people know. We really, you know, one of the things that I'm doing is that I'm releasing all these materials out there as a resource material, as a reference material for others to be able to, you know, look into and at least hear the voice of God. Because there are, I believe there are people out there who really want to know what's going on, who want to have a clear understanding, who want to have, you know, a 
direction, a perspective, all right? Who wants to hear, you know, what is the Lord saying in regards to the state of the nation, the state of the church, and the state of our movement towards uh, the, the next spiritual confluence. And therefore, this uh, uh, teaching, you see, I, I just come and I speak on air. And uh, because I know that we've got a system out there that can store this, you know, uh, uh, this resource. So the, 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 the essence of this is for us to be able to go back to them and, and look at them again, listen to them again, and at least allow them to build us up such that, okay, we are able to make reference to them. Okay, we've got to have a reference to what is going on. It, particularly in a time where people are actually lazy to read people are no longer reading the bible and obviously that you know explain why a lot of people today are getting deceived because people are no longer studying the word of god they are not reading they don't know the mind of god they don't understand what god has said in his word because you see the word of god is given to us as a reference point we don't just read the word of god all right to spiritually grow and mature but we also read the word of god as reference all right society must have reference our reference is the word of god so when God is doing something in the land, or there's a movement, there's a judgment in the land, or you know things are happening in the land, the first thing we need to do is to be able to find reference, find the context of what God is doing within his word. His word is there as, as, as a relevant or a principles that speaks to us with regards to every aspect of life. There is no area of human life or that the word of God amen, is, 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 is disengaged, that the word of God has no interest, that the word of God cannot speak. The word of God is speaking regarding every aspect of human life. So if you will do yourself a lot of, excuse me, you will do yourself a lot of good and encourage a lot of people by, you know, telling them, read the word of God, study the word of God, at least know what the word of God has said. So when people come up with all kinds of funny ideas and, you know, value system, you can use the word of God as your reference, all right, to challenge or to measure what they're doing. And, and, and that's one thing, at least the Lord has shown me in, in my early, you know, walk with him, that you need to have a solid foundation. My word must become your, 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 your bedrock, your footing, your foundation. So, so you're not easily deceived when you see things happening. And when you have a balanced understanding of the word of God, even if you see people doing things that may be scriptural, but are not spiritually sound. You see, people can do things that are scriptural because you can pick a statement, you can pick a word, okay? you can pick a phrase in the word of God and build on it. But you see, that doesn't mean that what you have done amen, is accurate in the sight of God because the Bible says God, God's word must speak to us from different angles. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three, let every word, amen, be established. You cannot establish, you know, uh, 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 you know the, the principles of God or the values of God based on just a strand of word, just based on just sen sentence and, and phrases. <laughs> you, you've, got to, you've got to have a holistic understanding of the mind of God, amen. I, I've, I've seen, I've heard people say, oh, no, you're, you're, you're not supposed to be judging. You're not supposed to say what you're saying. You're not supposed to, you know, God said we must not judge. That is one aspect of the word of God that you have. But you've got to understand that the same script, the same, excuse me, the same word of God, the same scripture says, don't you understand why, that we would judge the world, we would judge angels, so if we cannot judge these little things, all right, if we cannot judge what is within our own immediate wall, if we cannot develop a system within the word of God that can help us to, you know, to check ourselves and bring ourselves, all right, to, 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 you know, to direction, to understanding and, and, and to, you know, and to discipline. How then can we begin to deal with issues, all right, that deals with governance in the marketplace? How do we deal with issues, you know, within leadership in politics? Because they are going to come to us. The Bible says nations 
are going to be streaming to us. If nations are going to be streaming to the church and yet the church is not ready in terms of understanding, in terms of knowing what God amen, has established in his word, in terms of divine governance, divine leadership, if, we, if we're not established in truth, how can we stand for that which amen, is ungodly? So when people begin to speak and stand against that which is not right, that which is not against the will and counsel of God, you still see people who call themselves men of God, who call themselves spiritual leaders, standing to challenge and say, no, but you don't have the right to say that. But you can see what that person is doing is contrary to the principles of God's word. The question I keep asking is, where are the men of God? Where are, where are the spiritual fathers? Where are the spiritual you know, leaders at the gate? When men of God are coming, so-called men of God are coming, you know, telling the people they must eat grass, they must drink petroleum, all right? Where, 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 where are those voices who, who claim to be you know, men of God? When people all right, have been abused in churches, where people have been mistreated, where are those people who claim to be voices, who claim to be heads, who claim to be you know, some spiritual god knows what so so it tells us you know that our measure of spiritual maturity is very shallow our understanding of spiritual things all right because one of the things the lord does when he places a leader at the gate he gives them voice he gives them boldness he gives them courage and he gives them the impetus and the ability to challenge that which is contrary to his standard and these are days i believe the spirit of god amen is awakening a new order of spiritual government but before i go ahead of my time i quickly really want to once again lay this foundation help us to understand the context of the days that we live in because in fact that is what i'm dealing with i want us to understand the context of the days we're living we're in a day of judgment and i've been explaining what that judgment is and this morning one of the things that i really want to highlight as i build more on this is that god is not judging just individuals god is judging the system so the system is encompassing Alright, the system is encompassing. God is, God is not just judging one church. He's not just judging one individual. He's just not just judging one, you know, organization. God is judging the very system, the very philosophy. Because this thing is not something that is peculiar to one house, to one person, to one group. No, this thing is, 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 is seen all across the land, all across the nation, all across the globe. Wherever you go, wherever you go, you see these people, you see their church, you see their ministry, you see them. It's a system. So we're dealing with something, we're dealing with a systemic corruption, we're dealing with a systemic corruption, and therefore God is saying, no, I'm not just going to cut the branch, no, I'm going for the root. And therefore we need to understand how God judges a system. Yesterday I began to give you a hint into that by, you know, highlighting the house of Eli. The Bible said concerning the children of Israel, excuse me, children of Eli, the Bible says they were wicked and they have no regard for God. We're talking about the house of Eli. Eli represents the, 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 the ironic priesthood, which is a system that, def, that defines the spiritual move of God or the spiritual you know, temperature and the spiritual approval and, and, the, and the worship order and the system order and the sacrificial order of God within the nation of Israel. So, so we've got to understand that when God deals with the people, he deals with the people through the system he has established. So he gave them a priesthood. Like I said yesterday, God gave them a priesthood. Before I go into this, let me, let me just quickly read some few uh, uh, words here. I believe it will give us, you know, better, you know, established understanding. Uh, you know, I like to go back to some of the things we have said because we lay in foundation. One of the problems that we're having in the church is that people no longer hear. The Bible says they have ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes, but they are not seen. So we, ha we have to repeat again and again and again again and again at least for people to begin to understand what we're talking about heaven is bringing its prophetic intention and standard and values within the context of this season okay 
to an end. Listen to this. Heaven is bringing its prophetic intentions, standard, and values within the context of uh, of this season or seasons to a rapid end. In other words, when you begin to see certain things begin to happen on a rapid form, on a rapid level, it tells you that a season is about to be shut down. A season is about to be, you know, it's about to end. You, you will notice that when things are happening within, within a society, within a nation, within a family, all right, they they always start from within. You don't really hear about it. That thing is there. It's walking gradually underneath. Nobody hears, but it then gets to that boiling point. It, it then gets to a crescendo. It, that point of crescendo is where God actually begins to now begin to highlight his judgment. Because while things are going underneath and things are happening and nobody is hearing about it, that is when God actually was dealing with that thing from his redemptive, you know, uh, um, intention. You know, don't do that. Don't say that thing. Don't fight. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't go that way. Don't, don't follow this order. I, I'm going to read some scripture to, for, for us this morning, at least to give us a kind of an understanding of what we're talking about. All right. So, so, so that when God begins to, you know, accelerate, you know, his intention, his standards and values for a season. Okay. That is supposed to bring people to a, a point of awakening and realization that, Hey, something is about to happen. One of the manifestation of the closure of a season. One of the manifestations of the closure of a season is a rapid manifestation of the ministry of judgment at all levels of existence. So that is to say that we're not just dealing with some one issue here. We're dealing with an entire order. God is a spirit, yet he has given us a written and a spoken word, all right, to help us to understand the values, the standard, and, and the intentions of his, of his purposes, of his, of his speaking within, within a season. So, so we've got to be able to understand how God speaks and how God moves within, within a season. It's important that we understand that, that we know that these are things that we see, these are things that we hear, and these are the trend, the trend of movement, the trend of, of, of activity, all right, within a season. So if you understand seasons spiritually, okay, you should be able to track with God. There are times where, you know, a season releases certain grace to the body or to the nation or to community, all right? God just releases certain things. He releases certain men, all right? Even, even the ministry gifts are released in season. Yes, in all seasons you've got ministry gifts, but certain ministry gifts, all right, comes to limelight right now what we're seeing is that god is beginning to raise all right his authentic prophetic voice because they must give clarity they must give insight they must give precision all right to the to the people to the movement of the people when god wants to move his people from one point like we saw god wanted to move his people from the house of egypt from the house of bondage all right to the place of freedom what did he do he raised a man an apostolic voice he raised a man with an apostolic with a governmental capacity by the name moses all right in the day where god begins to highlight the the ministry of moses it tells you something that god is about to do what is about to bring his people out of the house of bondage all right and one of the things that god does when he begins to raise moses amen is to build them is to empower them is to in you know, upgrade their sight okay you see that for 40 years God was raising Moses. God was preparing Moses. Why his, pe his people were in bondage? You've got to understand the context. The children of Israel were in bondage. They were in slavery. They were in servitude. All right, but God was still working. All right, in the life of the man that will that will engage Pharaoh, that will engage Egypt. All right, and that will be that will be used to 
bring the people out. Okay, that's a principle in the scripture. All right, I, I, I even shared on that yesterday that when when God anointed David, all right, to take the place of, of Saul, he had to take David another 14 years after his anointing. In fact, David was anointed twice. Why? Because the ministry that will be committed into his hand is not just a ministry of just say, come guys, follow me. You know, you're talking about people that have been have been have been used, have been abused, have been, I mean, under slavery. I mean, one of the one of the prophetic words that was given to the children of Israel is when they were crying for a king. He said, this king is going to enslave you. He's going to enslave your children. He's going to take your property. He's going to take everything you own. I mean, is that not what we're seeing today in the body of Christ? They said, we want a king. We want a leader. We want a prophet. We want a pastor. So, okay, I will give you one. God gave them one. He gave them the Bushiris of this world. He gave them, because that's what they want. The people are not listening. They don't want God. They don't want to journey with God. They don't want the presence of God. So God gave them all these perverted, ungodly, you know, you know, characters that we see today. But guess what in the day where god begins to say now i'm going to deliver my people from the house of, of bondage from the house of these charlatans okay it's going to take a capacity amen that has been well built well established like that of moses amen like that of you know david amen we, we have to see a people who have been built in character and that's why certain ministers like i say yesterday certain ministries certain ministers they they, they, they they seem not to be known they seem not to be popular all right but that is strategic because god is still walking in them in the day god says it's time you know john appear before israel excuse me before jerusalem when the word of god comes to john in the wilderness and it's time for him to step out of that wilderness you know quote quote and unquote you know context of life amen and god begins to send him to jerusalem the first thing we saw you know john did was to confront amen the government of the day he confronted philip my good God, he confronted Philip. He said, it is ungodly for you to take your brother's wife. I mean, who could do that in such, in, in that, you know, period of time in, in those days that you confront a Roman, you know, you know, a gov- governor. I mean, that was John the Baptist. Yes, because you see, he's been prepared in the wilderness. Some of the things that God is preparing us for in this day, I tell you, will bring us before the powers that be. We will have to confront their injustice. We will have to confront their perversion. We will have to confront their ungodliness. We will have to confront all right, their, 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 their system of corruption. But guess what? Many of us are not ready yet. And that's why you see that, you know, uh, uh, these men, uh, you know, they are, they are prospering in their wicked ways. And some people are saying, where is God? God. God is at work. God is at work. He is still working in the life of the people that he's going to use, in the life of the vessels of the tribe that he's going to use. Remember that God does not walk in isolation. God walks through men. God walks through his vessels. God walks through individuals, all right, that he's building. There is a tribe, amen, that must come with sight, amen. There is a tribe that must come with wisdom. There is a tribe that must come with capacity, with understanding, amen, with the, with the, with, with, with the grace that has overcome the power of mammon. There is a tribe that will not bow to the God of gold and silver. There is a, there is a nation, there is a company of people that heaven, hallelujah, he's walking out right now that will stand tall in the days of the compromise of 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 wickedness and the wickedness of men that will stand and proclaim and declare who is on the lord's side there is a tribe that god is working on that will bring the people of god to mount camel amen and 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 challenge and face amen the false prophets of baal and declare judgment on the house of jezebel there is a tribe that heaven is 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 still working and is still building right now that will challenge the house of ahab so we've got to understand the context of 
of the days that we live in. God is not quiet. You may think God has forgotten. You may think God has forgotten us. You may think right now nothing is happening. I mean, if you look at a lot, most people today, really, a lot of people go to church, but I tell you, a lot of people don't go to church. And those who don't go to church, it's not because they don't really want to go to church. It's because they are tired of the mess. They are tired of the corruption. They are tired of the perversion. They are tired of being abused and being misused. They are tired of the false order. They're tired of men who just carry name. I'm an apostle. I'm a bishop. I'm God knows what. But they do not have hallelujah, the heart of God. They don't have amen, the mind of Christ. They don't have a heart to really serve the people. So these people, amen, have been called away. You've got to understand that this is God. To your tents, O Israel. God help you if you don't have a tent. <laughs> to your tent. So God is scattering the church. Is that what God said? He said, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. We're in a day where the sheep are wandering all around. It's like, Bible says, he, he saw them like sheep without a shepherd. You may think, oh, well, I've got, I still got this hundred few people in my church. I see half 5,000. Guess what? God help you if you're not dealing with the things of God in the right way. That judgment is coming. There's going to be scattering. Scattering is one of the principles. Is one of the principles we see highlighted in the word of God as the hand of God, as the judgment of God. Remember every time God judges Israel, what does he do? He scatters them. He scatters them across the land. He scatters them across the nation. Some will go to Egypt. Others will go to Assyria. Some will go to Babylon. That is the principle of God. He will scatter the church. He said, I will, I will smite. I will smite my house. So we've got to understand where we are. If we don't understand this day, some people are like, oh, we don't know what's going on. No, you've got, that's why God is sending me to speak to you so that you understand. The same God who scattered them is the same God that will gather them. <laughs> you've got to understand. God said to Moses, I needed to make two trumpets, two trumpets. One for the gathering of the people. The other one is for the scattering of the people, for the movement of the people. These are days where people will be moving out of the house of the charlatans, out of, out, out, out of the house of the Egyptians, out of the house of Pharaoh. Yes, Pharaoh, let my people go. These are days. God help you. You're a prophet. You're an apostle. You're watching me. You're listening to me. Whatever office you think you hold, if if you are not living life in accordance to divine order, if you're not building that house, if you're not building the people, if you're not feeding the people, I can assure you judgment is coming to you. You, you better know Isaiah is saying it now because when it comes, I want you to remember that you heard it, that you, that you were told. Let it not be said that nobody told me. God has a standard. You see, God cannot judge. God cannot execute judgment in a nation, in a, in a, in a home, in a house. Amen. There are no standards. That's why he gave us his word. That's why he gave us, he gave, gave us his word. His word, amen, is the definition of his values, of his value standard. His word, amen, are the definitions of, 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 of his expectation. If God is expecting certain things from you, then he must have given you, amen, the principles that is required for you to measure up to that expectation to that standard. I mean, it will be unjust for God to expect certain things from you, amen, and not give you the standard and not give you the measurement and not give you what is required. Hallelujah. It says, oh man, you know what is right. You know, amen, the word of God. You know the will of God. You know the counsel of God. So don't give excuse that, well, I don't know. You know, even if you don't have the word of God, you've got conscience. Therefore, the nearness of the kingdom of God is accelerating the visibility of the judgment of God upon every sector of human values, upon every sector of human life. God is not just judging the church alone, but he has to start with the church. Remember, judgment will start from the house of God. God must start from his house. God must 
You see, the cleansing of God, the reformation of God must start from the church. If it's not starting from the church, then something is wrong because the church ought to be the standard. Remember, the church is the light. The Bible says we are supposed to be the city set on the hill. So if the city on the hill all right, is not beaming the right light, is not shining enough. All right, so how you going? How you how 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 you how you going to measure, amen? The the, the movement of other of, of other institutions, other you know concepts of, of 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 society. So the church is the is a spiritual thermometer. The church is the standard, amen, of God's move, of God's counsel, of God's standard, of God's judgment within the nation. So if 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 anything is going to happen in a society, it has to start with the church. You see why God is very interested in the season that we're living, because the nations are you know are. Really, really crying out. The nations want God. They, the, the nations are seeking for, you know, redemption. The Bible says creation is crying and groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. The sons of God are those, amen, that have been that have been that have been called out. The sons of God are those that have been redeemed, amen, from the vagaries of life, from the from the elemental concept of existence. The sons of God are those, amen, that are not bound to the spirit of mammon, that have not been captured by the spirit of the age, that have not given themselves all right to the spirit of, of wardom and to the spirit of the stranger come on the sons of god are those who have refused to bow to jezebel and have refused to bow to manipulation and intimidation you cannot say you're a son but you do not have a representation in the earth you don't have a direction you don't have clarity you don't have a voice you don't have you know capacity you you, you you're still being tossed here and and there by every wind of doctrine you have no sense of direction you have no sense of value you have no sense of divine intention you you have no sight you have no ability to hear and move towards the speakings of god i'm talking about sons of god they are the one that will redeem the earth that will save hallelujah people from bondage so those sons now are being built and god help you if you are not yielding to what the spirit of god is saying all those hardening of our heart all those rebellious ungodly characters and and and, and you know selfish and you know you know a, a, a immature attitude that babyish attitude that we still carry you've got to let them go because god is looking for people all right that he would deploy into the field of his own church god now is sending people that will go back to the church amen and re-evangelize the church this is what we are doing we are re-evangelizing the church you see the church must save the world the church must go into the world and make disciples of nations but guess what the church today has been corrupt and been perverted by the spirit of the age and therefore we have to amen the bible says that we are prophet among them encourage them, empowering them like the, like the days of Ega. They were prophet among them. This is my job. We are among the people, you know, empowering the people, strengthening the people, encouraging the people, building the people or bringing them to a new day, to a new position of sight, bringing them to a new position of understanding so that they will not give in, amen, to falsehood. They will not bow, amen, to lie. They will not give in to that which is corrupt. They will not take falsehood for righteousness. They will not take excuse me, deception, amen, for truth. They will not take perversion, amen, for, for, for godliness. We want to bring the people to equilibrium. We want to bring the people to sight. We want to bring the people to clarity. We want the church, amen, that can come, amen, of age. We want the church that is mature. We want the church, amen, that can say, indeed, we have become that city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. We want a church that God says, in the last day, nations will stream to them. That is the church. Listen to me. God's prophetic counsel 
counsel has not been aborted yet and, and cannot be twatted by the counsel of men, by the plans of the enemy. We have to wake up and see and understand the days that we are in. These are days of engagement. These are days of preparation. These are days of newness. These are days, hallelujah, of the nearness of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near us. Therefore, we need to do what? Repent. Repent from, amen, your nonchalant attitude. Repent from your corner, amen, <clears throat> value system. Repent from your blindness and your immaturity, your inability to see, to know right from wrong. Come on. We still have leaders who do not know their right from their left. Come on. We've got to raise the standard of God as God continues to speak to us on this plane, on this level. We've got to come to a new confluence in the spirit where, hallelujah, we all can see the same thing that heaven is showing us so that we can do what? Proclaim and declare the same thing without mixing our words. We don't want church divided. We don't want a people, a tribe, hallelujah, that is divided, that is disfigured, that is dysfunctional. These are days where we've got to raise, hallelujah, a new holy race, a people with the divine seed of God, a people who are going for their heritage in Christ. Amen. Not people seeking for material things. Material things are addition. When we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things men are running after. Bible says they shall be added to us. So why, may, why God may be dealing with individuals, dealing with us on different plane, but God is judging the system. God is judging the system. God will leave that position of being childish. God will leave the position. What's the position of being childish? To look at material things, to judge, to define growth. At least that's one of the definitions of immaturity. That's one of the definitions of my, you know, kind of things that you look, you look at, you know, you, 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 you cannot see from the inner eyes. I, I mean, I am so shocked when I hear men of God speak. When I hear Christian say, say, no, you, you don't judge our pastor. Don't judge our bishop. Nobody is even judging them. What we're doing is we're highlighting the word. We're highlighting the standard of the world. If you have the word of God as your standard, as your yastic, you don't need anybody to tell you that that thing is not right. I said it as we began this uh, particular session, you know, a few weeks back. I said, God's judgment is one of the most mysterious biblical values that requires a well-mature, ascended wisdom to unlock. Many do not understand this aspect of the ways of God. Even among the most profound, prof you know, prophets who have walked and talked with God. They do not understand the principles, the seasons and the timing of the manifestations of the judgment of God. And we saw that in the life of Jonah. Remember, God wanted to judge a nation, Nineveh, with close to 120,000 people. And yet, Jonah is judging the wisdom of God and the values of God based on his mercy. He said, I know God, you, yes, you, 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 you're sending me to this nation, but I know you're not going to punish them. Why would, why, would, why would you think that God's judgment is all, is all about punishment? The essence of judgment, amen, is for redemption, is for God, is, amen, is for the redemption of God to be manifest. In fact, that is the essence, that is the purpose. God, he says, Abba says, it's not the will of God that any should perish. 
So, like I've, I've been saying, one of the reasons why God is highlighting what we're seeing in our day, where God is, you know, somebody says, well, uh, we don't need to wash our dirty linen. Which, which, which dirty linen we're we talking about? We're talking about people destroying the life of other people. Imagine if you find somebody who can misuse and abuse your daughter, your children, all right? Rape them and still do all sorts of funny things with, with them. And you say, well, uh, I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to, you know, keep it. I'm not going to say anything. About, in fact, I'm not going to get angry about it. <laughs> then it means that you've lost your sense of fatherhood. You've lost your, lost your sense of motherhood. All right. If you can feel pain of what, what you know, of, of an injustice or an abuse that is done to your own children, how much more God? Don't you think God has a feeling that is feeling for his church? Don't you think that God is actually feeling for amen, the, 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 the destruction that is being carried out within his household in his name? Oh, come on. Why do you think Jesus made a whip and entered the temple? Why do you think Jesus made a whip and entered the temple and began to flog people? And begin to scatter their business? It disordered their entire system. This is what is happening today in the church. God is entering the temple <clears throat> and God is scattering that which is ungodly, that which is contrary, that which as malign and misrepresent his name, his order. God is scattering them. And these are sacred days. These are not days where we rejoice over or the, 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 the revelations of, of some, you know, ungodly men. No, no. Bible says, yes, prophets and apostles must rejoice when Jezebel is judged, yes, we'd rejoice over that, but that's a system. But it's our heart desire that God will redeem and save this people because they've done wrong. Therefore, in the move of God, there's a divine arrangement and objective in the speakings of God's move. God does not just walk or move amen, at random. There's a precision in the art of his spiritual engagement. And therefore, we need to understand, like I shared yesterday. In fact, maybe I should go back to that scripture. Um, then I can begin to. Because this morning, I don't intend to take. In fact, I need to begin to round up now. But let me quickly read the scripture. We're talking about the house of Eli here. Listen to this. The Bible says, Eli's sons, First uh, Samuel chapter chapter two, verse twelve. Eli's sons were wicked men. They had no regard for the Lord. For it was it was it was the practice of the priest with the people that whenever anyone offered a sacrifice and while the meat was being boiled, the servant of the priest will come with a three four a three pruned fork in his hand he will plunge it into the pan or kettle or kindron or pot and the priest will take for himself whatever the fork brought up this is how they treated all the israelites who came to shiloh this is how they treated all the israelites who came to shiloh <laughs> shiloh was the place that god designated ordained for his presence in the context of this day, under the ministry of Eli, a priesthood that represents the people of God, the Bible says this is how the company of the sons of Eli treated the people. 
that they have no regard for the offerings. They have no regard for the things of God. They have, they've lost their regard for... In fact, the scripture says they were actually sleeping with the people that comes to worship. They, they, they abuse and misuse and destroy every sacred order of God within the, within the house. I'm talking about the house of Eli. And if you see this, you will like, wow, but come on. This is what is happening in our day. This is, these are the things happening in our day. The people no longer have regard. That's why I keep saying, why would you pay your offerings and your tithe to a church that perverts you, that misuse you, that corrupts the orders of God, that never teaches you, that never instructs you in the ways of God? Why would you? That is not the church. That is not the house of God. That is a house of torture. That is a house of perversion. That is a house of corruption. Stop going there. No, they threaten you with a curse. You better believe that they are wrong. <laughs> so, but, 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 but God, hallelujah, was ready to judge this system. Now, now I'm not going to take much of your time to explain how God began to prepare himself. Like I said, you see, when, God, when, God, when people do things that are contrary to his ways or his standard or his values, all right, we don't immediately see the judgment of God. God always takes his time. You see, God always walks on the principle of replacement. You didn't hear me? God always walks on the principle of replacement. When there's a bad leadership, when there's a bad you know, order, when there's a bad priesthood, what God does is, while he judges that priesthood, but before he removes that priesthood, it takes his time to also build a replacement. So before you read this verse, uh, uh, tw- uh, verse 12 of, of, um, of um, 1 Samuel, you will notice in verse 2, verse 2, Explain to us the birth of Samuel. What was God doing? I told you yesterday, God is strategic. God was giving birth to a what? To a system that will replace the old system. A system that will replace, amen, the former. A system that will replace the perverted one. So while you may be seeing this great man, this powerful, you know, system that, you know, that that have voice in the land, all right, that everybody seems to respect. These people, they've done great things. Guess what? God is raising the Samuels that is growing even within the system. Just like John. John was born within the system but was never part of the system. So I know in my heart the reason why God is keeping some of the people in this house of ungodliness and perversion is because God is raising them up amen, to topple the system. There's going to be an implosion. God is going to raise a new order of people with the voice, with the power, with the authority all right, that will not bow to the system but rather will challenge the system. Samuel grew up under Eli. Samuel grew up under Eli. And God was going to use Samuel as a voice to challenge that order. Friends, I'm going to round up this morning here. And I'm sure this afternoon I will continue uh, because I need to go out this morning. I need to fix my computers. I mean, the devil is just angry. <laughs> or believe God for great things. I want to really appreciate you for listening this morning. It's been my pleasure sharing, you know, life with you this morning. In fact, I've just done close to 40 minutes. Well, that to me, I think that is a record. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm, I, I like to preach long. And the reason for that is because I want to explain God's heart and God's mind. And I want people to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So 
this is a good one that I'm able to finish under 40 minutes this morning. Uh, uh, um, I really want to thank you so much for joining. I pray that God will bless you and, and, and increase you and cause his face to shine upon you. It is my prayer, my desire that this morning that we will all continue to walk with God and allow his spirit to guide and lead us into the confluence of his intention. May God continue to bless you. May he continue to bless your home, your family. May his spirit continue to guide you. May you not fall prey to this ungodly perverted system. May you not be captured. And if you've been captured, it's my prayer that you'll be free and you'll be delivered. I pray this morning that your heart, soul, and body will be bound to the eternal counsel of God. That you will walk in the will of God. That the, that the name of Yahweh will guide you and lead you through. That you will not be ashamed. But that the righteousness of God, amen, will keep you. That the peace of God will be your portion. God bless you. May he continue to flourish you with his goodness and mercy. May wisdom direct your path. Thank you for listening this morning. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. I'll be with you in the afternoon by the grace of God. And we'll continue on this beautiful teaching. I pray, pray for me that the... Uh, network uh, uh, gets improved right? because the network is actually a problem to me is when the network is not really good it, then it's a bit of distraction and thereabout but it is well thank you so much B bless you thank you everyone for joining this morning god bless you bye-bye